Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Power of Man podcast. My name is Rory Paquette, and I am, as always, your humble host. Thank you for joining us today. It means a lot. Appreciate you taking your time. I know you don't have a lot of it, especially in today's day and age when most of us are working, you know, 14 or 15 jobs, uh, 14 or 15 hour days, um, trying to get through working seven days a week just to support our families because the cost of everything has just spiraled out of control. Um, I applaud all of you who are out there busting it, out there finding a way to make it, out there fighting the good fight and pushing hard. And uh, I know it's not easy. I'm right there with you. But you're doing it. And if you're finding a way to do it, then give yourself a pat on the back right now. Don't even wait another minute. I know we just got started today, but don't wait another minute. Give yourself that pat on the back and say, you know what? I'm, I'm doing it. I'm finding a way. Because so many of us aren't. There are a lot of people right now that are struggling really hard. And a lot of people that are saying a lot of really stupid things that are presenting, uh, preventing things from, from getting better. Um, you know, I was going to talk about some of that today. I was going to talk about some of the stuff that, you know, you look at and you just shake your head and go, how in the world? <laughs> but I try real hard not to make this a, a political showcase. And unfortunately, whenever you have an opinion on anything these days, it becomes political. Uh, it's crazy the way that is today. So uh, I wanted to break it down instead uh, in a different way. And I wanted to just talk about some things that have happened uh, you know, to me recently that I think uh, are worth exploring on a, a broader spectrum. Most of you, I'm sure, uh, have jobs, uh, work with other people, uh, come in contact with, you know, folks who, you know, may not be that happy with their lives, uh, may be uh, disgruntled with things that they have going on. We always run into people who, instead of working hard to improve their own circumstances, they would rather tear down other people. We run into people who are so worried about making sure that everything is easy for them that they complain loudly and you know file complaints and do their absolute best to make things harder on others so that their lives can be easier. That just kind of seems to be the way of things. In the old days, you didn't throw somebody under the bus. You didn't rat out your fellow employee or something stupid. Nowadays, we have neighbors turning on neighbors because they have more than four or five people over. We have families turning on families because certain people have, you know, gotten advice from their doctor that, you know, getting the jab is actually a higher health risk to them than not. People are making personal decisions and getting nothing but hate for it. 
It's crazy. And on a finer point, the old school way of doing things is is slowly dying. Treating people with courtesy and respect, using common sense before you open your mouth. These are practices that used to be commonplace. And today they're they're radical. They're feared. Speaking with common sense and, you know, quoting facts makes you a heretic, if not a lunatic. And aside from all of those things that happen every single day on a a large scale, like we alluded to at the beginning of the program, on a smaller scale, have you noticed that people complain about everything? And I mean everything. You know, I ordered a, a coffee the other day. And when I order my coffee, uh, I say, uh, you know, sir, would you like something to drink? And I say, yes, I will have a black coffee. Very often, especially if it's a millennial or younger, I get the automatic response of, would you like cream and sugar with that? Now, I simply respond back, no, just black is fine. And very often you can see them kind of realize what they did (laughs) as they're walking away from the table. And my wife and I laugh about it and go, "Ah, you know, hey, they're trying. Nowadays, you know, at, at a different table, Someone says, yes, I'd like a a coffee, uh, a black coffee, please. And the waiter or waitress makes a mistake and says, would you like cream or sugar with that? And instead of just laughing it off and moving on, the people go, did I ask for cream and sugar? Do you know what a black coffee is? Are you even qualified to have a job here? Get your manager. And I wish I was making this stuff up. You know, myself and people that I know, we've had instances where folks have gone so far out of their way to complain about us. Something we did, something we said, something that was job related, something that wasn't. You know, at work, not at work, um, sports related, school related, whatever it might be. But they've gone so far out of their way to complain that you have to wonder what it is they're trying to accomplish. And I want you to hang on to that thought for a minute. What is it that these serial complainers are trying to accomplish? Do they really just want to be served correctly? 
I mean, do they really feel as though the waiter asking them if they wanted cream or sugar in their black coffee? Do they feel as though that was a, a gross waste of their time that they'll never get back? I mean, are they trying to get the coffee for free at this point? What is it you're trying to accomplish when you tell an employee, you know, somebody who's just out there doing a job, when you tell them, get your manager? And, you know, you folks that are complaining, some of you are probably listening right now. I'd love for you to DM me and explain this to me. What, what is it that you're, you're hoping for? I mean, are you really trying to get the kid fired? Are you really trying to get someone thrown out of their job? You know, I had a case with someone that I know where um, someone that he was working with, in tandem with, actually sent texts complaining to him and then copied the text to his boss. And then when he responded quite, you know, aptly, I thought those were also sent to his boss as if to say, this guy is doing something totally inappropriate. And he wasn't. He was being accused of doing his job wrong and he was defending himself. He was pointing out there are circumstances behind the scenes that, you know, other people, sometimes customers, most of the time the serial complainers, don't know anything about. And, you know, my issue is that with that is that, like I said at the beginning, it, I'm an old school kind of guy. And when I say that, you know, old school, I mean, a lot of people have a lot of different ideas about that. But when I say that I'm an old school kind of guy, that means if I have a problem with you, I'm going to go to you and take it up with you. If I have a problem with you that is worth me taking up with you, it's not because I simply want to have the problem. It's because I'm looking for a solution. In this case that I was just mentioning, I mean, this person who was doing the complaining seemed to just want to complain. But when you really looked at all of the actions that person took, you know, sending stuff to this guy's boss, they're trying to get that guy fired. Now, folks, part of being old school is that you know, I don't care what you feel for somebody or, you know, what sort of issue you may have with someone. You never wish for someone else to lose their livelihood. You know, I have a question for that woman who, you know, sent those texts to this guy's boss. Are you willing to stand in front of his wife and his children? And say, I hope you starve. 
Is she willing to look his kids right in the eye and go, your dad is a terrible person and shouldn't have his job anymore? Are you really trying to take the food off of somebody's table? Is that really where you are? You know, those of us who believe in the old school ways, look, you know, we you can have a problem with somebody. You go out in the street, you duke it out, you have an issue, whatever. When it's over, it's over. You shake hands, you move on. You don't go to someone's boss and try and get them fired from their job. You're not just trying to hurt that person when you do that. You're trying intentionally to hurt that man's family. And people don't seem to realize that. I mean, if that woman walked up to, to you know, a 12-year-old kid and stole his food right out of his hands, everybody would be in an uproar. The police would be there. The neighbors would be there. People who were, you know, liberals and conservatives would be like, that's just not right. But nobody will follow the bouncing ball to understand that when you get that 12-year-old's father fired, he can no longer put food in that child's hands. Now, some of you folks might be going, wow, you know, somebody really ticked you off. Well, they did. But it's not just one person. I've heard this story. I've heard stories like this a hundred times. I see it every day. I was in the grocery store last week, and someone was making such a fuss about the the selection of some sort of vegetable that was available that they were literally screaming at the manager of the produce section at the top of their lungs. Are you kidding me? Over lettuce or whatever the hell it was? What in the world? You see, we've become a society where all the old school values and customs and everything else have gone out the window because all that matters to people right now is how I feel right now. And I'm frustrated, so I have a right to ruin everyone else's day, ruin everyone else's life. As long as I get to feel better for a couple of minutes, that's all that matters. And that's what happens when you have a country like this with leadership like this. This is what happens when your culture decides that it's okay for people to say, if you don't agree with me, I'm going to cancel you. 
Yeah, that's what cancel culture is, folks. That's what's running this country right now. The fear of that. You know, the NCAA didn't just let a man win the women's NCAA swimming championships because they think it's the right thing to do. They did it because they're afraid. They did it because they're afraid of the backlash. And it's, it's everywhere. The problem that happens to the good people who were trying really hard to hang on to some of the old school rules and values and things like that is that we get to a point where we say, you know what, being old school just doesn't work. I mean, this guy's boss actually said to him, you know what, people just suck. This guy's boss wasn't willing to stand up to this other person doing all the complaining and say, hey, why are you doing this? This goes deep, folks. This whole attitude where if you believe in old school principles where you have some courtesy and some pride and a little bit of honor and a little bit of dignity and you're a dinosaur, that leaves us with no choice but to say, well, I guess I am going to have to change. I guess I'm going to have to be like everybody else. I guess I'm going to have to strike first. I'm going to have to complain first. You know, in this case that I keep going back to, this guy who, you know, had this woman send all these complaints in about him, he could have lodged 10 or 11 complaints on his own about the job she was doing. And time and time and time again, he said, you know, why would I do that? There's probably a reason. It didn't really impact my day. I don't need to complain about the job this person's doing. It didn't impact me that much. And the last thing in the world I want to do is get somebody fired. And yet somehow, by saying that, by believing that, by being old school, by having some honor and some integrity and a little bit of dignity, and by, I don't know, not wanting to get that woman fired because he doesn't want to hurt her family, he's in the wrong. And now his family is the one that's at risk. And the message to him is be like her. No. Folks, that's the trap. That's the goal. This entire cancel culture thing. This entire thing where people just complain and go after your livelihood and you know, get away scot-free because everybody else in line is scared to death 
this entire thing is intended to get you to fold. It is intended to get you to say, well, I guess I'm not going to be the man that I want to be. They want you to say, I'm not going to be a man who subscribes to old school principles like loyalty and dignity and honor and courtesy. Because when you give up, when you realize that you can't beat them, you might as well join them. Then they really have won. So my message to you today is, gentlemen, if you have an ounce of dignity in you, if you have a modicum of character, stand your ground. Trust in what you actually believe. Protect yourself. Okay? You have to protect yourself more than you ever have had to before. But you do not need to sink to their level. You do not need to start trying to cancel them back. I mean, at the end of the day, what do you win? You don't like this guy who was having this problem. What does he win? You know, he turns around and goes after her. Yeah, he protects his job and protects his family, and he just costs somebody else theirs. He just hurt her kids. See, the cancel culture does not understand that that's what they're doing. I actually heard a relative of mine say, I love cancel culture. They were, they were reveling in it. And I couldn't believe my ears. And my response was, you love costing someone their job, their livelihood, possibly their home, putting them in a position where they can't take care of their families. You love hurting their children because they disagree with you? Because they disagree with you. What has this whole thing turned into? The only hope for getting out of it is to stand your ground. And, you know, there are websites and uh, internet profiles and, uh, you know, Instagram accounts and all sorts of people out there who are championing these causes and saying, stand your ground and don't give in and do this and do that. And you got to fight back. Let me tell you something. The way to stop all this is to do one thing. And let's take care of you and yours. 
and be the man you were meant to be. That means no compromise. That means you don't sink to their level. You know, I know people say the view is always better from the high road. What they don't tell you is that it's also a hell of a lot harder to travel on that road. But when you give up your principles because you feel like there's no other way to do it, then you're letting these miserable people win. And, you know, at some point, maybe, you know, the, uh, the middle folks, like, you know, the managers and the bosses and the, uh, the NCAA and all those other folks, maybe they're going to realize that they shouldn't be afraid of this stuff and that it's okay for them to take a principled stance too. Maybe they will. But they're not going to do that until you and thousands and thousands and thousands more like you do it yourselves. Because they're worried about themselves too. We need to show people whose side they should be on and why. Not just spend all our time tearing down the folks on the other side. And right now, I mean, looking around at the, at the country, our leaders aren't going to do it. I've never seen a bigger collection of spineless milk toasts than <laughs> both sides of the aisle politicians right now. Nobody stands for anything up there. Until they got on, you know, Tucker Carlson. Then they have all kinds of, you know, principled stances they want to make. But other than that, boy. Crickets. None but silence. And all that means is that we have to do it ourselves. And let's face it, gentlemen. As men, this isn't the first time we've had to say this to ourselves. As husbands and fathers, look, there have been a million times in your life, I guarantee you, brother, your life is like mine in that way, or you wouldn't be sitting here listening to this. A million times you've had to say, you know what? If it's going to get done, I got to do it myself. And it's time for us to stand up and do that. I'm sorry if some of this seemed like a rant. Um, some of it probably was. But, you know, the rant is, you know, about the specific situation, you know, that happened to a guy that I care about for no reason. None. And all of a sudden, you know, it's the innocent that have to prove themselves innocent. <laughs> And that led me to the bigger picture. But the specific example was the way to prove the point. And I'm telling you right now, if we keep letting this stuff happen, we're going to lose the very fabric of, of what we've been fighting for our entire lives.
So while you still have it, while you still have the freedom of choice, make one. Make a choice. Decide who it is you're going to be. And if the decision you're making is, you know, on the side of principles and ethics, honor, dignity, loyalty, if you're on that side, then it's the right choice. And you need to make the decision, stick with it, and then hold fast when the storm comes. I know my friend had to do that exact thing. And maintaining a principled stance in the face of that kind of fire is not easy. And we're getting the fire from everywhere. And it's not going to end anytime soon. Unless we make it. Unless we beat it back with our power. The power of our wills and our hearts and our souls. I would love to hear what you have to think about this. I would love to hear your opinions. I'd love to hear you chime in. Let me know at Power of Man Podcast on Instagram, at Power of Man Podcast on Instagram. I know you can do it. I know you have it in you. And I know you want to be principled. I know you want to have character. I don't know how easy it is to slide down that road into being just like everybody else, just like them. Don't do it. You're worth it. And I hope that this helps you even a little to believe it. Until next time.